everybody? That was fantastic, wasn't it? All right. Who's ready for a letdown? Anybody? Anybody? All right. Okay, I'm going to let's bring the house down. Uh, I titled this talk Devotion uh, because I'm not really sure what it's about. Um, but I think it's about creativity and prayer um, and things like that. Um, so George Saunders has a new book out. I don't know if you know George Saunders, novelist, short story writer. It's, um, I'm about halfway through it, and I'm just having a blast with it. Um, it's about the Russian short story, which maybe is not all that exciting to you, but it really it's a treatise about um, story making and, and creativity. And um, Saunders has this little, uh, little paragraph in the book where he talks about remembering like when his daughters were young, they would uh, they just dump Legos on the floor. Have you ever done that before? Just dump all the Legos on the floor and just start putting things together. And he said at first, you know, it would just feel like really random. Like, oh, that's kind of interesting, and that's kind of interesting, and that's kind of interesting. And then all of a sudden, there was a discernible structure that they never saw coming. And uh, Saunders says he does something kind of s- similar in his writing. Like, he'll start off with a, with a sentence. Um, Bob is a a jerk. He didn't say jerk, but I'm a Baptist pastor. And so he'll start out that way. And then he'll say, oh, I'm going to kind of play with the Legos here. And so he'll say, instead of Bob is a jerk, he'll say, Bob snapped impatiently at the barista. And then, uh, and then he'll take that sentence and he'll improve on it. And he'll say, Bob snapped impatiently at the barista, at the young barista who reminded him of his dead wife. And then he adds, Bob snapped impatiently at the young barista who reminded him of his dead wife, who Bob missed so much, especially at Christmas. And he says, what suddenly starts out as cartoon Bob, right? Now there's this creativity from nowhere. And and there's, you know, flesh and blood and and real life. And and, and, and Saunders says for him, writing is a lot about that. It's kind of like blurting thoughts out on paper and then messing with them and revising and revising. And, and so here's a little thought is, is what if prayer is kind of like that too? I don't know about you, but I think so much of the good stuff that comes through prayer uh, comes really unintentionally. It's less crafted and it's much more received a shocking epiphany. And I think a great like exhibit A of this is Psalm 73. I don't know if you've, if you've uh, looked at that in a while. It's written by a guy named Asaph, and you can read it later if you want. But it starts out like real boilerplate, really nice, God is good, kind of a, verse one, really good uh, standard psalm opening. And, and then it immediately pivots, and Asaph starts recounting a time when his heart just went dark. Uh, and it went dark because he started thinking about all of those arrogant evildoers that God had for some reason forgotten to punish. And, uh, and he talks about his envy of them in verse 3. And when he sees their healthy bodies and their problem-free lives, verse 5. And he says, you know, they're, yet they're so prideful and they say such hurtful things. And they seem to sin and sin and sin without any fear of God, verse 11. And they just get richer and richer and richer, verse 12. And Asaph has one of those moments in verse 13 where he starts questioning his own life choices. Get this, not the bad life choices, but the good life choices. He says in Psalm 73, verse 13, he says, Surely in vain I've kept my heart pure and have washed my hands in innocence. And get this, just when Asaph's about to go through his own deconstruction of faith, 
Like just when he's about to tweet out that he can't possibly worship a God who lets bad guys get away with crap like that, just when he's about to start a new podcast, uh, something happens to Asaph's heart in verses 15 and 16. It's like suddenly, it's like, it's like holy creativity. It's like all just, you know, it's an epiphany out of nowhere. Asaph says he enters the sanctuary of God. Now, to be sure, what happens to Asaph uh, uh, in, in the sanctuary is his own kind of mental version of a Hieronymus Bosch painting where all the bad people are going down to hell and realizing that crime doesn't pay. It's a horror movie, really, is, is, is what it is. Uh, but then, listen to this brilliant insight that Asaph receives. I mean, we know that his heart wasn't in a good place, right? We know that, that this prayer is not... Some, something of, of like carefully crafted holiness. But, but listen to this, verse 21, Psalm 73. He says, when my heart was grieved and my spirit embittered, I was senseless and ignorant. I was a brute beast before you. Yet, epiphany, 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 yet I'm always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You guide me with your counsel and afterward you take me into glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. I mean, where did that come from? Where did that come from? One of the real reading treats of the last month for me has been reading Wynn Collier's biography of Eugene Peterson. I don't know if you know Eugene Peterson, Presbyterian pastor in Maryland, experienced a kind of second calling, not to, only to pastoring, but also to writing, and produced the message, which has been really influential in my life. And in one of his journals, he was, writing, he was talking about the connection between writing and prayer. And he says, when I write, I'm not self-consciously praying, but afterwards, there's often a sense of what I can only call givenness, that the words on the page are not something that just came out of me, but rather, while in a kind of receptivity, the way you often say something in conversation with certain people that with other persons would not occur to you. And I guess all that led me to a prayer that I have for your retreat experience this weekend. And my hope is if it hadn't already happened, that uh, before we're done, that there'll be a kind of givenness for you. Like whatever cartoonish thoughts that plagued you when you came, uh, maybe they'll get some flesh and blood detail while you're here. Maybe whatever revenge fantasies and beastly thoughts you had uh, will, will, will be confessed and forgiven. And maybe like Asaph, you know, accidentally, uh, providentially, you might somehow wander into the sanctuary of God and get a holy vision of Jesus always with you, holding your hand, counseling you, and promising you glory. That's it. Thanks.